Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Seattle to Unknown. I am Melinda. And I'm Sarah. And we have our first guest. Yay! Yo, hello, hello. Would you like to introduce yourself? Well, sure, absolutely. My name is Andrew McCracken and I'm from New Zealand living in Germany. Which is kind of an odd combination, but we'll we'll get there later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure, that sounds good. Uh, should we get into cocktails? Because we decided this was definitely a requirement. Yes, but we might have skimped out on our side on the cocktails, which is a little bit. There was cocktails? So one thing that we do every week is we start off by drinking a quote-unquote in-flight cocktail. Okay. The original idea was that we would get things that you could mix from various items on a drink cart, but it devolved after maybe two episodes into just daring each other to drink weird things. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Who's the loser in this situation? Me. Always. Yeah, I've had a lot of misses. Yeah. Yeah. I started finding canned cocktails in the grocery store. Canned cocktails? Is this Mm -hmm. a thing? Yeah. Is this an American thing? a German it's thing. It's a German thing. Oh, I think gosh. it's more of a German thing because I struggled to find these. I think we're slowly picking up on it here. It does sound like a German thing. It sounds pretty efficient, you know? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So I would get something that was decent and then the next week she would try to find something and she would get something horrible. Like, um, <laughs> what was that one? Fermented oh. coconut water? No, Fermented. no, no. It, it was hard coconut water and it was awful. Oh, it sounds... So I it always was, win this deal. Yeah. No, I am fully winning this time. I have pineapple craft cider from Ace, which is actually a California company. Uh, well, if it's good, you win because I have water. I mean, and pineapple and cider. How can you go wrong? We'll see about that. And I've got uh-huh. a, I've got a typical New Zealand, uh, typical German drink, apple schorle. Yes, that is Melinda's favorite thing. Is it really? Um, I love apple schorle. It's proviant, so it's kind of like the a little bit higher. I don't wow, know. Wow, that sounds way fancier than the list. <laughs> it's a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit fancier. Fancy apple shawl. Not all of them are created equally. Okay, fair call, fair call. This one is is a bio, which means it's organic. So look at that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's super fancy. So this side of the co- recording wins. Sorry. Ah, pineapple cider. Come on. Maybe buy some for me when I'm at home next, and then I'll let you know who wins. See, we'll just do uh, show prep like I did and go to the liquor store. <laughs> I like that going to the liquor store is show prep. It was, because then I could justify getting a whole bunch of like random things and not feel too guilty. I don't know. We're running a super highbrow operation over here if going to the liquor store is part of our prep. Yeah, I don't need to look up articles or anything. I just need to go to Total Wine. I'm set. <laughs> the end. All the all the content will come later from the drink. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's generally how that works, unfortunately. So... <laughs> It's because true. we have a guest this week, I think we are going to do our inaugural quick fire question round so the audience can get to know Andrew just a little bit better. By get and to know, we mean judge. Yes. Judge. judge. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Cool. And it's going to be quick fire, which, so you never know what's going to come uh-huh. out of your mouth. Awesome. So these are all related, <laughs> this or that, things that relate to your travel preferences. Okay. So. All right. There are no wrong answers, but we will judge. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll get ready for yeah. the judgment. All right, here we go. <laughs> okay. So when traveling, domestic or international? International. Backpacks or suitcases? Backpacks. Fold or roll? Fold. 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 Okay. Fold. <laughs> Airport outfit. Are you dressy or comfy? Comfy, for sure. Hotel or hostel? Uh, hostel. Beach or city? Beach. Museum or nightclub? Nightclub. Ooh. Come on. You totally skipped one and now I don't have the other one because I only wrote down half of them. <laughs> what? No, I didn't. Or I screwed it up. What's you screwed it? it up. Oh, see... Scenery or selfies? Scenery. Solo or tour? Uh, solo, actually, yeah. And then, like, the major one. Do you recline your seat on a flight? <sighs> 
This is a massive question. This is like, there's always that moment of like, you know, am I allowed to do it? I, I usually wait for the person in front of me to do it and then I kind of use it as the excuse to recline my chair back. Just make it a domino effect on the flight. Absolutely. <laughs> and then I'm like, you know, I couldn't do anything about it. It was the person in front of me, you know, so I had to put mine back, you know. So that way the person in the very back who <laughs> is up against the bathroom wall can't recline at all. <laughs> They're just kicking everybody simultaneously. Hopefully it's a child. I think that row should always be children or Melinda. She's short enough. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, actually, I'm pretty lucky being short, but that's not too big of a deal. Well, I, I, had, the, I had those seats one time mm-hmm. um, going back to New Zealand because I, um, I thought it would be good for some reason. And then trying to go to sleep and every mm-hmm. 20 minutes, the toilet being flushed. <laughs> and you know, those, those airplane toilets, you know, it's like, whoo, you feel like you're getting sucked down a black hole. Yes, I have very strong opinions about airplane toilets. Okay. Have we we haven't even discussed that yet, but I'm sure it'll come up at some point. Oh no, I think now is the perfect opportunity. So when I was maybe fifteen or so, I went and used the bathroom on a flight, I think to Germany or on my way back. And I didn't realize that the seat was like aluminum, but so was the bowl. And so I sat down without realizing that the seat was up. Oh god. And I completely <laughs> fell in. Oh my god. And so since then, I have a personal motto, which is that I never, ever, ever use the, the bathroom on an airplane because I never know. And I'm not reliving that again. You know how hard it is to get that blue gunk off of yourself? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. Melinda thinks I'm crazy, but I will not use the bathroom on an airplane. Yeah, I do think you're crazy because that's long haul flights, drinking liquids and just refusing to move. I, I, would, I, would, I would be very impressed. I'd probably give you a medal if you could do that on the way to New Zealand. I have done that on the way okay. to New Zealand. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty and sure back. she's a robot, so... I mean, robot or bladder shaped and sized like a thimble. <laughs> thimble bladder all the way. I know the preference is clear. <laughs> <laughs> what? I believe in getting rid of the liquids and not just holding them in. Well, I hold them in better than you. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yes, but that's how you end up in other people's liquids. That's something I've learned doing this is that I don't know if it's safe to sit, travel with Sarah because bad things happen sometimes to her. <laughs> Yeah, well, she's referring to, I was taking a night bus from Rotorua to Wellington, Mm -hmm. and I was the last person to get on the bus, and nobody wanted the one open seat, and I couldn't figure out why. Oh, okay. (laughs) I sat down, and um, it was covered in vodka vomit. Oh, awesome. Yeah. It could be worse. It could have been tequila vomit, because that's going to smell like paint thinner in vomit. (laughs) So This is true. It could be way worse. This is true. Uh, So before we go on to the next segment, I guess we should probably probably explain a little bit why Andrew is on this week's episode. Because why not? not? We need a reason, (laughs) but (laughs) we're tired of talking to each other. So I recently started going to chiropractic appointments and Andrew is my chiropractor because I have had back issues off and on pretty much since our trip to London. And also with a last name like that, how can you not trust him? I mean, <laughs> ultim- with that last name, is there anything else you would have done? It's crazy, eh? It's like, you know, people people follow their last name. We have that mm-hmm. saying in New Zealand, you know, I know a painter called Mr. Painter. You know, in Germany, <laughs> there's a guy called uh, Mr. Fleischer, which means Mr. Butcher, and he's a butcher. <laughs> You know, it's incredible. So maybe subconsciously it's it's in there somewhere. I rebelled against that a little bit because with my last name, all I could be was toilet paper. <laughs> hey, live up to your destiny, Sarah. I don't think you're trying hard enough. Yeah, no. <laughs> 
Um, so part of the reason that I asked Andrew if he'd come on was because the appointments have been really, really good for me. And I think, fingers crossed, so long nothing terrible happens between now and our next trip, I'm actually going to carry a backpack again. Oh, you what? Mean you, you, weren't, you weren't carrying a backpack? Was Melinda carrying everything? Oh, Melinda God. carried the backpack. I had a little wheelie. <laughs> oh, the wheelie. Ah, I could not. Okay. I would be a terrible mule. Like, really <laughs> bad. But when your backpack's big enough, you make a fantastic turtle. I feel like I could just knock you over and you'd be back oh, on your back with your I legs I would be flaring. stuck. Yeah. But if you don't have a suitcase, how am I going to tie my shoelaces when they come undone? Um, You're ruining the system. Bend over like every other human, you, you tip weirdo. over. Then I will oh. be a turtle. I'm not seeing a problem with I'm this I'm disappointed plan. in this news. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't affect you any. Oh, man. Backpack stories from Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, anyway, so I asked him to come to see if he could share some advice for other people who are traveling because backpackers, we do stupid things to our backs. <laughs> and um, I thought he might have some tips that he could share with us. That's cool. Yeah, I'm super excited about that. Got some tips all lined up. Um, and it's funny because actually a couple of weeks ago, I was at a, a big company in Germany and they have um, they kind of fly their business consultants all over the world um, and they wanted me to talk about the exact same thing like how do you kind of stay healthy and keep your body in shape like when you're traveling so yeah we'll get into that later on that'll be, that'll yeah. be cool basically don't do what Sarah does on flights I'm gonna guess <laughs> actually you know going to the bathroom regularly was actually one of my top tips <laughs> so uh, it'll be interesting <laughs> to see what else um... <laughs> sucker I'm doing this right <laughs> <laughs> well okay I didn't think this was going to be an hour of judging me <laughs> <laughs> oh, you were wrong, my friend. Oh, wait, sorry. How many episodes are we up to? We're up to like 20 hours of judging me. Yeah, I think this is 18. So great. We're at 18 episodes of judging you. Remember how this was my I idea? I like this. <laughs> no, no, no. You told me this is my podcast. Ugh, I've never regretted anything <laughs> big, more. Big, big mistake. Big, big mistake. So I guess we should dive in with some questions. Uh, Melinda is rubbing her fingers yes. evilly like Mr. Burns. Yes. So first of all, how did you end up in Germany as a New Zealander? Right. Kiwi? Yeah, well, actually, there's actually a pretty common story that New Zealanders will come to Germany. And that's usually because they're following a girl. Um, and so that's mm. why I came over here. Um, and that was nearly two and a half years ago. So a long time. Unfortunately, that didn't work out. Um, um, and so now I'm trapped here in Germany. Um, no, no, actually, I'll I, I tell you what, I ended up staying um, because, you know, Germany, especially for travel, this is the greatest country in Europe to travel from. You know, you are central for everything. Um, and you can go north, you can go south, you can go west, east, um, and hit up all these different locations. So that's really the quick and the short of how I came to Germany. And, uh, and I do wonder, uh, talking to other expats, if this is part of Germany's economic plan, they kind of send their, their, their young people overseas to pick up some, some guys or or some girls uh, and bring them back to the home country to, to work so it seems to work pretty well that is some devious yeah. spying <laughs> but you know there's there's something about germany that i really like being there too i don't know it's just it's just easy it's comfortable and it is a good jumping off point to get to other places too in the world yeah, it is for sure and it's also like um you know there's actually a lot of things in germany that i think kind of maybe fitted with my personality in some ways you know i'm usually always on time for example <laughs> like to be you know efficient and things like that and you know, germany is clean it's the people work hard um they play hard as well um and they really appreciate um talking to people who are, are foreigners from overseas and yeah it's it's pretty cool so far i mean that makes sense sarah how long have you been there now too um, they lured you in three and a half years yes yeah, your story's not nearly as good you didn't follow anybody no. you just went for a job <laughs> <laughs> boring i know boring work who does that who works everybody Okay, fine. Like if you want to be logical. In this conversation right now. <laughs> so you see, Melinda, you would do well in Germany because that was a very logical statement. So, you know. Yeah. 
Hey, I, I just did six days in a row, like pre-holiday here, so. Oh uh, yeah, July 4th, of course. Yeah, we were recording on, what did you refer to it a few minutes ago as? Oh crap, I don't know, but it was funny. Happy Treason Day or something? Treason Day, yeah. <laughs> or, or, today is the day that Will Smith saved us from the aliens. Okay. See, there you go. Yeah. Way more important. And Bill Pullman was president, so that's cool too. <laughs> so coming, coming from New Zealand, I have no idea what July 4th is. All I know is there's some sort of firework display in every movie. Yeah, it's our Independence Day, so it's oh, okay, basically... Okay. Uh, UK back up, back off day. Okay, is that when they break up day? <laughs> put the tea bags, the tea ships, or something. Slightly before that, but before yeah, that, okay. same something. general. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. yeah. But it's basically become a holiday about like beer and blowing things okay. up. Mm-hmm. I think that's what most holidays so, actually kind of yeah. degenerate into or evolve into, you could yeah, say. Somehow like Japan Day is a firework day here. There's a lot of random holidays where you go, really? Fireworks today? Okay. Yeah. I was, I, was talk- I mean, take advantage of the time to blow things up. <laughs> yeah. I was talking to a friend of mine from Australia and they have Australia Day, which is, I guess, similar. Mm-hmm. And um, that basically involves getting a, a crate of beer and you, you're meant to drink all the bottles of beer and then sit on the crate. Right. So not New Zealand, but that's what they do in Australia. Which is funny because what Canada Day was like two days ago, July 1st mm-hmm. or 2nd. And then we have to like one up them with fireworks a few days later. I don't know. This is kind of weird. Canadians get sparklers. We blow actual stuff up. Oh, they get poutine. <laughs> yes. The ultimate can- Canadian celebration. <laughs> I mean, that's what I want every time I go to Canada. I'm happy for you. Enjoy your poutine. Oh, I will. So, um, Andrew, one of the things that I think a lot of people are interested in, because New Zealand is so far away, is how often do you put yourself through that flight? See, I don't get this. So, like, everyone says to me, they're like, New Zealand, it's so far away. <laughs> and I'm like, come on, guys. Like, this is not so far away. Like, going to Mars is far away. Like, that's that's far. The moon. Well, everything is <laughs> relative. Come on. Like, like, come on. You're going to go to the moon. That's far away. Like, but maybe because this is, you know, when we go overseas, you know, it it's always takes time, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you got it from New Zealand perspective. If you're going to go somewhere that's not Australia, right? And, you know, come on. Let's mm-hmm. be real here. Not everyone wants to go to Australia. No, never. Absolutely not. Shout out to my Australian friends. <laughs> I was, go- was going to say, don't tell Australia that. They might no, get sad. I was golfing last night with uh, my Australian mate. Um, you know, if you, don't, if you want to go somewhere that's not Australia, it's going to take you 10 hours anyway. And so you just double that and you double it again, mm-hmm. you know, and then you can get to New Zealand. So we kind of talk about going to New Zealand, not in terms of hours, but in terms of days. So it's kind of like, yeah, it's like a day and a half, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, you're going to spend the weekend, you're going to spend a day or two. Why not spend it in a plane traveling? <laughs> mm. <laughs> Not quite selling that one. You made a strong argument, but I'm not fully sold. But come on, like tra- traveling is like it's it's awesome. It's it's um it's funny like, and maybe with some of the tips that I'll share, like maybe it actually becomes more enjoyable. But like I I actually really enjoy it. There's something about feeling like you're going somewhere and you've got nothing to do except travel that I enjoy. So like for me to get say from Germany to Christchurch takes um you know kind of 32 hours. <laughs> it, it can take much more. Like but 32 is kind of like the sweet spot, and that's going like from Düsseldorf to say Dubai, and then I got to go to Australia and get off the plane then get back on the same plane and then go go to Christchurch yeah it's always like yeah the Aussies I don't know what they're doing to us but they, they don't trust us going to New Zealand so they, they check us again they just want to go through Gotta all check your those stuff liquids. before you pass yeah exactly and don't take any apples man oh my gosh <laughs> 
if you take an apple to New Zealand, it's gonna be like 400 bucks. So any nuts, any apples, any honey, all that stuff, you gotta declare it. Like, and there's all the, and I'm always, because I do the travel quite often, you kind of get relaxed about it. And then you don't, you don't remember that, I oh, actually, you know, I can't take fresh fruit or I can't take this um, across. And if you don't declare it, they will <laughs> literally sting you at, um, at the customs as, as you go in, so. I remember going through customs and I had a candy bar in my bag and they're like, do you have any food? Uh, I have, I have a Snickers. They're like, that has nuts in it. You're going to have to eat that right now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but I'm allergic to nuts. <laughs> <laughs> so are apples the kinder eggs of New Zealand? I think they might be. Kinder eggs are um, illegal in the US. Oh, because you can hide something inside of it. Because uh, it's a choking hazard. Oh God, my gosh. Because Americans are too stupid to like eat around <laughs> the capsule. Are you serious? Mm -hmm. They try to eat the little yeah. like digger or whatever is inside of it. Yeah, and the fine is up to like twelve hundred dollars per egg for a Kinder egg. Mm -hmm. Were you import importing Kinder eggs? Oh my gosh! So we get the Kinder Joys because they're two separate halves because it's like <laughs> foolproof. <laughs> But is is that um is Kinder a German company then? Because it was, but it was bought out by Ferrero Rocher. Okay. okay. Oh, okay. Because Kinder it means child in German. Mm -hmm. For those who didn't know that. I knew that one. Yeah, nailed it. <laughs> she knows like three things in German, but that's one of them. Cool. Yes, please. Thank you. And I ate a time uh, bomb. Yeah, but very poorly. <laughs> Don't make me say it. Two years of German in high school. So you, you can't study German in New Zealand. It's it's not an option. Well, I mean, at least at my school, you couldn't. It wasn't an option. You could do French. You could do Japanese. You could do Spanish. Um, they're like, you're not going to need they're like, this. Why, why would you need German? I mean, come <laughs> on, right? Like, who's going to go to Germany? And uh, here we are. So uh, I wanted to take Japanese in high school, but they were like, that's not a useful language. You may take German, French, or Spanish. Like, oh, I'll take the one I know. I'm offended. <laughs> we totally had Japanese in my school. Uh, it was offered, but it was not part of the advanced program, so I couldn't take it. So offended. Yeah, well. Japan when... Japanese was the cool language in our school. We had like mm -hmm. a sensei teacher. He was awesome. Yeah, our Japanese teacher was also the German teacher, but she only had a like a lower level <laughs> certification in Japanese, so we couldn't take it. She's not certified to teach more than like two people. <laughs> Okay. Uh, moving on. What are those tips for flying, Andrew? Uh, tips. Okay. Right. So, um, so over the years, how do we? Yeah. How do we get so optimistic about being on a plane like you? <laughs> yeah. How does that work? I don't have that optimism. Well, first of all, it's it's awesome. It's like you know, you you get to the airport and you're going somewhere. You know, mm -hmm. you're going somewhere. You don't have any work to do or anything. You know, you're there. You've got set up. You've prepared yourself mentally, and you've you've got on your phone. You've downloaded Netflix. You've you've saved. <laughs> you're halfway through your favorite series, and, and you've saved some stuff on there um you've got a book to read you've got endless things that you could do so if that's number one is like prep things that you actually really want to do and take them with you but then i have a i mean this is obviously a podcast so it's not video but i've got a man bag here which i've had for literally 10 15 years so <laughs> wait time out sarah verify is it actually a fanny pack it is not a fanny pack okay she has a thing okay. about fanny packs no it's not a fanny, <laughs> fanny pack's not big enough but in germany they wear the fanny packs across their uh mm -hmm. their chest like it's like a cool thing like to a do. bandolier like chewbacca that's yeah yeah. It's like the European way to do it, I think. It's, it's like from the, the rap scene, I think, or something. I don't know. I'm seeing it more and more, though. It's definitely a thing. And you've got to have, like, a leather one. <laughs> so... I feel like that's like the like the festival way to wear it. You yeah, know what I mean? True. Yeah, that is true. Um, you can't be like Nandy's '90s dad. But you want to have a man bag, okay? Because that man bag is going to hold all your little tools and tricks and everything. Um, and so I will take that in with me as well as my carry on. And then this man bag is going to go in the seat in front of me or underneath. And then I know like throughout the flight that I never have to get up and rummage through all the, the stuff in the top layer because um, you don't want to be that guy. Yes. I mean, who wants to be that person? No. Like, 
<laughs> sit down sir you know as the plane's taking off or that kind of thing um, and the first thing I get is headphones so I've got um, over-ear headphones which is super important ideally you'd have noise cancelling ones um, because what I found is uh, if you have the in-ear ones they just don't cut out enough of the noise mm. um, and actually they start to kind of um, annoy my ears a little bit as well but do you have Bluetooth ones eh? Yeah I have. What's the battery life on them like on the big ones? Uh, oh on the big ones I think it's like 12 hours? Yeah so that's why I still have ones that have a cable mm -hmm. because I feel like the worst thing is you want another device to charge. Yeah. So I, I have kind of classic ones that just go over the top with, um, with a cable and then that's really good for just cutting out some of the noise like really naturally um but then if i want to sleep i also have a regular pair of earbuds just in case as well so that's Mm -hmm. That's a pretty standard tip. Um, then another tip I would say is like what sort of music you want to be playing on. So I would say like in general, you want to sleep as much as possible. So I remember I used to try, um, you know, they say like sync your body with the time zone of the country that you're going to. Mm -hmm. And I found like for New Zealand, that just didn't work. Like it was just too far away. Mm -hmm. And you'd be on the plane and be like, okay, now it's, you know, time to go to sleep in New Zealand and you can't. Or it's like now I have to be awake and you're super tired. Mm -hmm. And I found at the end of the flight, you would just be smashed. So my my golden rule is sleep as much as possible on the plane like oversleep i'm good with oversleeping whether or not i'm on a plane so that'll be perfect yeah <laughs> But it is. Just pretend you're a cat. What, sorry? Just pretend you're yeah. a cat the whole flight. <laughs> no, absolutely. But like, it's like a bank account, you know, like save up the, those sleep hours so that you can spend them when you land. Because like when you land, as soon as you land, like you are in that time zone and you do not go to sleep until, you know, nine o'clock at night. You know, that's a that's a massive thing. Something else you can do is like, as soon as you land, get into the um, the eating habits of that, that country. So you have only three meals and go breakfast, lunch, dinner and have them at the times. Because in your body, there's a whole bunch of um, like cycles and rhythms and the sleep cycle that part of the brain is really connected to the eating cycle of of um you know when to have stomach acid and flowing and all that type of stuff so you can use that to affect that and they reckon that actually especially flying from europe to america using that methodology is amazing they say don't eat anything on the flight and only you know have that major meal when you land so maybe sarah you could try something like that next time you're christmas christmas yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the annual christmas trip the old annual christmas trip what else do i have in my bag here oh i've got a um a water bottle always take plastic or a water bottle or glass whatever you want that's empty have that in the little man bag or woman bag i should say <laughs> as well in this day and age of course um can we emphasize the empty part yeah oh my gosh yeah <laughs> keep it empty otherwise you're gonna have to down it you know and just keep it empty and then as soon as i go on that plane like i'll get i'll get in there and i'll just if you ask the hostess if you just say hey you know um could you please fill this up they will take a bottle of spring water and transfer that bottle of spring water into your uh water bottle and then you have um, a water bottle maybe 500 mils or 250 and you know exactly how much you're drinking because one of the biggest things like they were trying to avoid is jet lag um, and that's comes hugely from dehydration and I don't know if you guys know I'm sure you get frustrated the cup size that they give you on the plane <laughs> like come on yeah well little shots of water <laughs> But when it's the little wine, you get to feel like a giant. So <laughs> that's true. yeah, that's true. And even, even especially for me, it's only fun in that instance. But <laughs> otherwise, frustrating. Yeah, that's true. But for, it's a little ridiculous. Like for so many years, I was having these these cups of water. I'm like, man, I, you know, I'm, I'm smashing back the water. That's awesome. And then one day, I was like, okay, let's see exactly how much water you're drinking. And those cup sizes, I bet there is other than a shot glass, there is no glass that size in your cupboard at home. <laughs> you know, there there isn't. And so by taking your own water bottle, you can measure exactly how much you're drinking. And I would. I would say, or I try at least to drink one of those like almost every hour that I'm awake. And if I'm awake, yeah, I know. <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> That's why I said I'm a big proponent of getting up and going to the toilet. 
and using the bathroom. Yeah, Sarah. <laughs> okay, okay, I'm listening. You can't make fun of me. You can't make fun of me anymore. Yeah, but you get up to use the bathroom every half hour. That's the issue. No, no I reckon that's an exaggeration. Uh, that's awesome. Like that, you know. So number one, that's why I always choose an aisle seat. Always. Like if it's an international flight, I go aisle seat in the middle column because there's mm-hmm. only then one person who has to ask you to to move. And often, if you just stare at them a little bit intensively, <laughs> like a inter- little bit of intimidation early on, and then they won't. I get to drink all the water. You stay in your seat. (laughs) So get to your seat. Assert your dominance by like staring them down. Absolutely. Like drink water. Claim the armrest. Number one, of course. Oh, it's brilliant. I love it. These are not the tips I thought we'd be getting. (laughs) These are way better. But it's also smart too. And it justifies me. Come on. When when you're going up to go to the bathroom, it's all positive. Because it shows you've drunk enough water to stay hydrated. You're getting up and moving, which is actually, um, you know, stopping you from potentially having blood clots in your lower legs. And it's getting your lymphatic system moving around, which clears out all the gunk in your body. Then you go to the bathroom. Maybe you do a few exercises back there. You know, one of the things, I'm that guy at the back of the plane doing like yoga exercises. Um, (laughs) But when the plane, like if the trip is like 16 hours, right? You can't just stand up and do like two minutes of exercise it doesn't do anything like i find you really have to go for like you know 10 15 minutes of just stretching or moving or squats or something um to actually get the blood flowing around again in your body and that makes a huge difference so in terms of what exercises you could do it's like kind of each for their own but i'll be doing like squats maybe some push-ups or something and just kind of bending and twisting your legs and everything (laughs) melinda you're going to be doing that how much weird looks do you get for doing push-ups on the flight though (laughs) yeah you got to do it when no one's looking but there's always that spot behind the last row but in front of the toilets you know like on on the side no i'm gonna be the first on the plane just giggling a little bit (laughs) that's me i'm picturing you doing this in the aisle while the drink cart's coming (laughs) ma'am be like no ma'am you're gonna have to crash crash You got to barter. Be like, I'll get out of your way if you give me an extra bottle of water. Yeah, but this is the benefit. If you hang out down the back and you, um, you're doing that, you'll, you'll notice that in the in the galleys, they'll often leave like chocolate bars and stuff and drinks that you can, you're allowed to just have. So you can <laughs> you can balance that out with your exercise and feel good about yourself. So I like why this. not? But um, keeping life balanced. It's when you travel, you got you to gotta live a little. I've got more tips. That's very true. Eat everything. What else do I have in my man bag? Ah, oh, this is, this is awesome. So I have, um, I, feel, I like to keep things minimalistic. So when I was younger, I used to, you know, pack everything and carry way too much gear. But now I like to be like, pretty small. One of the minimalistic things is I take a blow-up neck pillow. So Sarah can see it and it's, um, what, it's the size of what? Like a deck of cards. Ooh, I like that. The size of a deck of cards. You take it out. Huh, that's impressive. And um, you, you blow it up and um, you wrap it around your neck because when you're in the plane, like if you, if you sit with bad posture, like anywhere for say 10 hours, you're going to feel crap. You, you are. And so imagine sitting 16 hours in a cramped forward position. That's going to wreck your neck. And that's going to then affect how everything's happening in your brain as well. Um, so, but I can't, at the same time, I can't stand those people who have these massive like beanbag <laughs> neck cushions. You know, <laughs> they're standing there and... <laughs> <laughs> looks pretty ridiculous. So the air cushion one, you do that, and um, because there's air in it, you can like modulate uh, how uh, supportive it is. So you can be like, oh sweet, you know, I'm gonna sleep with my head on the side, so I'm gonna put a little bit more air in or a little bit less. Oh. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, miss, you might have picked that up on Mike. Yeah, but <laughs> God, I can't wait to find that. <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, so that's um that's a good one. And then like as I said, I'm a massive proponent of just sleeping as much as possible. And I can't sleep unless I have a face mask, like because of the the screens in front of you, the lights are coming on and off. So I get yourself a massively good sleep mask. And there's a few key features of a good sleep mask, um, which is like because they give you ones on the plane and they're just terrible. Like I use them for a bit and you end up with like a sweaty face mm. and your eyeballs get sore. Have you ever had that? No, that's <laughs> new. Because the fabric it, it it pushes on your eyeball. Maybe my eyes are a funny shape. I don't know. Maybe they stick out of my head. <laughs> but I was finding the pressure was on my eyeball. And so I, I was like, it was very uncomfortable. And so what I have here is a, a face mask um, that has like the bit that goes over your eye is kind of like punched forwards. So there's actually nothing touching your eye. Um, it's completely darked out. And the other thing is it has air vents on the side. So um, I guess there's a bit of air circulation. And that, this is the single best thing ever. <laughs> for sure. Like that and the neck, neck cushion. <laughs> so key i've seen a lot of reviews for the ones that like they're pushed out and over the eyes so they don't get the pressure oh okay that's been like the big thing lately okay, i think cool. yeah no it's it's i did it i just did it once and i was like my gosh like i, I couldn't sleep at all it's a really weird feeling to, to sleep with something pushing on your eyeball yeah but we got eye masks when we flew virgin atlantic several years ago yes. and they were so cute and i was like oh i'm gonna try wearing this and next thing i know like my face was sweaty because they were made out of like a really cheap polyester exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. I would like to point out That's quickly, smart. though, that these are both um, Australian brands. Oh, my goodness. You didn't say that. <laughs> she did not just say that, ladies and gentlemen. She meant to say New Zealand, and she meant to say Kathmandu. And, uh... I thought Kathmandu was Australian. MacPac Ta-da! is New Zealand. Oh, my gosh. Now you're really making me think. As New Zealanders, we fully claim the Kathmandu brand <laughs> as uh, a New Zealand product. I think, yeah. I could be wrong. I don't know. My, um, I know some people who, who work at Kathmandu, and uh, it's, it's cool stuff, and it's like the New Zealand... Well, in New Zealand, we don't get a lot of these European brands. And so mm-hmm. Kathmandu kind of fills the void of that. And um, yeah, they make... Even this man bag is Kathmandu. <laughs> they used to call me Kathmandu Kid, but yeah. But none of us are sponsored by yeah, them. this is not an advertisement for Kathmandu. <laughs> but if Kathmandu, if you're listening, yes. I'm happy to receive some free equipment. <laughs> We'll test out whatever you want. Yes, exactly. Um, the other thing I have here is uh, it's like homeopathic no jet lag pills. And I don't know if these work. I don't know if this is just placebo or whatever. But I I would take these and you meant to take them every two hours. And then I kind of thought, oh, these do nothing, whatever. And then it's all natural stuff. Like there's no like sleeping pills or anything. And then one flight, I didn't take them. And I was just so jet lagged, like mm-hmm. way more than normal. So um, they have like arnica in them and chamomile. And so I think they just kind of keep you kind of really relaxed in the flight. Um, so I take those, which is kind of cool. Um, but the other key thing I reckon is what music you listen to when you sleep. And um, for me, because I've done so much uh, like kind of back and forth traveling, there's, you know, if you're trying to sleep, like you don't want like massive, like what powerful musical classical music. I tried opera. I tried all the different Red Hot Chili Peppers aren't so good <laughs> to sleep to. I don't know if you're aware of that. But um, I came across there's this music from David Sun and it's called Tranquility. And it's, it's like I put it on. Uh, maybe when I was 16 and first coming to Europe and then I slept and then it's like you know um, it's like classical conditioning now when I put that music mm-hmm. on I kind of just go off to sleep so and it's it, it's it's awesome you know because another thing that can can screw you up is listening to loud music for 10 hours yeah that doesn't seem like it would be restful Red Hot Chili Peppers seems like an interesting choice <laughs> no it's, uh, it's good for 20 minutes and then that's about it you'll be haunted in your dreams by Anthony Kiedis just shouting give it away <laughs> But I would be interested on, on your guys' um, 
opinion on where to sit in the airplane because so like my kind of what I discovered was I want to be actually near the back of the plane not at the front of a you know they always put the babies at the front of the each mm-hmm. kind of section but they're not at the very very back because that's where the toilets are but somewhere on there on the middle aisle and I always go to the right of it because I can stretch my legs that way what's your thoughts on that well when we fly together the seats that we look for first are on the sides in the section towards the back where the plane tapers oh, there yeah. tends to be two seats together without like, the middle seat like in the movies the couple seats yeah exactly the buddy seats because if i have to climb over her that's she doesn't care yeah, if i have to climb over two people that's when we have issues because i won't do it yeah <laughs> which is interesting that you're even saying if because we all know now that you don't this is true i don't get up but <laughs> you gotta get up you gotta get it makes a massive difference yeah. keep the body moving but the, the big thing is when you when you do get up mm-hmm. be that person at the back of the plane and stand up for 15 minutes and and move around and bend mm-hmm. over or, you know if you do five minutes it does nothing yeah go for gold okay fine yeah go hard or go home guys <laughs> come on well, the good news is, is the next flight I'm on is only an hour, so. So you should be spending like a good chunk of it just moving, right? Oh yeah, I'm just gonna Do run you up push and down up, the Sarah? <laughs> No, no, you can't run. It's like the pool. That's a no-no. <laughs> you might slip at the bathrooms. Yeah, when we look for flights, it's usually trying to get those two seats because I always take the window seat, and because of that, she has to take whatever is next to me. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> Which, How do you know where those seats are? Do you see it on the... Yeah, on the seat plan. Oh, we okay. tend to look it up first. Okay. Which is helpful, but I am I like having the aisle seat too. I don't want to... I'd rather be the person getting up for everybody else and being like, hey, can you get up? Can you get up? <laughs> I have to pee again. Can you get up? Yeah, I'm 100% on, on, in the same boat with that. It's like I would much rather be getting up. Feel like feel like you have the freedom to get up, you know? And not... not ha- yeah, unless it's a short flight. Yeah, that's true. And you, you don't... Have, then I'll take the window. You don't have the judgment of the person, you know, Oh, you're getting up again 30 minutes later? Yeah, I am. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to do it again, so get ready. You get up, they go back to sleep, and then 30 minutes later, like, hey, I'm back. Can I sit down? (laughs) One of the weirdest things I've ever seen, I was in... I guess this was in the next section over from me, but I saw there was a woman sitting on the aisle who was completely asleep and the man next to her decided he needed to get to the bathroom, but he didn't want to wake her up. Oh my gosh. So I, hope he, they, I hope they knew each other. He stood on his seat, then stepped from one armrest oh, yeah. and then all the way over to her other armrest. Mm-hmm. She did not wake up. She didn't notice until he was in the bathroom and she got up and looked around like, where did he go? It was like she had just witnessed a magic show. <laughs> That's crazy. I've seen people go um, like like maybe the last row, right? And so then they climb over the back of it. They climb over the back of this. What? Yeah, I've seen that happen as well. Actually, the guy was sitting in the middle, so he does like a like a gymnastic uh, parallel bar routine. It's like parkour. Yeah, jumps into the seat. How is there enough space to crawl up and over, though? It didn't have center um, bins. It was ah, a smaller plane. Ah. I was going to say, did it turn into a liquid and just like ooze over? Like the secret world of Alex Mack. Exactly. Oh, that just reminds We started watching Chernobyl. Sorry, sidebar. We started watching Chernobyl, and we watched it before, before bed, and then I was having really weird Chernobyl dreams. It's <laughs> like, yikes. Everybody's glowing with radiation, and just everything's falling off. <laughs> Well, that sounds happy now. It's a good way to go to sleep. I, I would, I would, I would add to the plane tips as well. And an apology comes first, but not drinking alcohol is highly recommended. So either I would again either go hard or go home, right? So either. <laughs> Either do nothing or go for it. You know, it's it's going to be one or the other. Get so drunk that the police are waiting when you're landed. You, you heard it here first. That was his tip. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, but then you also might become the guy that just pees on the back of the seat. And, but then who's going to sit on it? Well, Sarah. Exactly. <laughs> I'm so used to it now. Oh, no. Please, no. <laughs> 
that is not okay. But I feel like with the seat selection, the the thing that that got me is like it's it's pretty safe to book the seat on the aisle in the middle column. But it's because other times I'd like to get the ones you know the ones before the doors, mm-hmm. the bulkhead seats. Yeah, the bulkhead seats. Mm-hmm. But I find that's a high risk seat because sometimes there won't be a baby there. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, there will be a baby. And if there's a baby screaming, well, that's your flight gone. <laughs> oh, the screaming babies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I always feel bad for the mom. Like I had a little puddle jump from Vancouver to Seattle and her kids were just over it because I think they'd just gotten to Vancouver from New Zealand and they're just tired and over it and wanted to be done and she's just apologizing. It's like, it's fine. It's a short flight. I get it. I feel bad when the parents bring the treat bags with a note that says like, hi, I'm baby so-and-so. This is my first flight. So here are some treats so you can put up with me. I'm like, you don't have to do that. Like children <laughs> no. need to travel too. We can all be slightly annoyed but also be adults about it. Have you ever seen that? Kick the back of their seat. So, I've never seen this. When someone comes up to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, parents flying with infants will now more and more bring little Ziploc bags with treats in it and like oh a gosh. thank you note. And oh my gosh, kids are kids, guys. Come on. Yeah. Gotta, is this like an American thing maybe? I think it might be. I feel like I, it I, is. I could really imagine this is an American thing, guys. I it feels say. like a nice gesture, but absolutely unnecessary. And anyone who thinks otherwise is yeah, that's true. grumpy. <laughs> But I mean, like, like I get it. You feel bad, but like you don't have to be that apologetic. No, I had, I actually, I had that in the practice as well. Um, mother bringing the child and saying, "Hey, is it, is it okay if I bring my baby?" You know, it's like, yeah, of course. Like, <laughs> what, what else are you gonna do with your baby? Like, mm-hmm. you can't just you know, send your baby in the mail to to where they're going. You know, you gotta chuck it on the plane. What if my baby's a dog? <laughs> Are crazy. there dogs in the practice? I got a, I got a question. Oh, actually, in Germany, you can't bring a dog. <laughs> no, I, I was joking. <laughs> no, but this is one of the things. There's so many rules in Germany mm-hmm. for all those people who want to come over. Just be aware that if you do own a practice, uh, that no dogs are allowed. Hmm. So there's special rules around that, unfortunately. Side note. <laughs> yeah. But actually, question. How do you guys sleep when you're on a plane? Sleeping position. I don't. You don't? I can't. Completely upright. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to give you then, Sarah, a tip so that you can sleep. This is. Mm-hmm. I reckon you do this, you can sleep. So neck pillow. Mm-hmm. Um, ace, the, you know the small pillow that they give you, mm-hmm. which is like the most useless pillow in the world. I have a use. For it. Yep. I have a use for it, uh-huh. which is put it between your shoulder blades, mm-hmm. put it lengthwise between your shoulder blades. Then it opens your chest, mm-hmm. gives you much better posture, which takes the pressure out of all your neck and everything. And then a lot of people try to sleep um, like straight up and down position, which yeah, Melinda does That's that. That's me. But, you know, <laughs> yeah, she's special maybe, perhaps. It's the two percent alien. I uh, I just don't sleep well to begin with, so adding the plane factor doesn't it's not really in my favor okay okay maybe try try next time and Sarah's for you as well is you sit in the seat but you you, you choose a side so like you're in a bed so you would you know how they have the wings on the chair mm-hmm. grab one of them so say you put the left wing forward you chuck your head on that side and then sh- like kind of bum shuffle a little bit to one side and kind of turn so that you're on the side of your hips mm-hmm. um, and then you sleep like that. And what I find is like, maybe you don't sleep super deep, but maybe like every half an hour, you just kind of change sides. And I find that to be like pretty comfortable, like all in all. And obviously the seat fully reclined. Forget about the person behind you. <laughs> yeah, screw those guys. <laughs> I was just reading an article and it was saying that you're like the best approach to that is actually to turn around and like talk to the crack to the person behind you and ask if it's okay. What? Is this an American thing? <laughs> 
Did you give them a I treat bag first? No, they said that usually if you like actually like interact with somebody that you don't know and ask them, hey, is it cool if I recline my chair? They won't give you a hard no. Worst case, they'll ask you, hey, can I finish eating or adjust my laptop? And maybe not all the way back. Mm. But talking to them. That seems risky because when they say give you the hard no, then you're actually stuck. And then you're like, too bad. <laughs> I feel like it's it's free game as long as there's no uh, food. As long as there's no tray table, as there's no tray on the table. Mm-hmm. It's 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 like your your is what what amendment are you guys up to in the constitution? It's like your twenty seventh twenty seventh amendment. There Maybe. you go. You have the right to bear arms and you have the right to recline <laughs> your uh, provided there's no food on the on the on the tray. <laughs> I like the idea of thinking that there was no food back there, but reclining and <laughs> finding out like there's a pudding cup on it. That just goes, <laughs> you just hear the crashing. <laughs> then you practice your apology skills. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't speak English. Yeah. <laughs> In perfect English. You pull your head, your noise-canceling headphones on and just go, what? Sorry? I, I can't. Are you speaking? Are you speaking to me? Okay, good night. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to bum shuffle and sleep now. <laughs> So I can't see the agenda. That's I'm sorry. That's quite the personal problem. Mm-hmm. Oh, the next question is me anyway. So it sounds like you've done a fair amount of traveling over the years. What would you say is your strangest travel experience? So I love traveling, and I think that's one of the benefits of being here in Europe. Um, and doing as much traveling as possible has been cool. This question, strangest travel story, um, I would actually take it right back to the beginning, to like one of the first trips that I did, mm-hmm. which is I, I did. Um, I play cricket, which, as your listeners will know, is, uh, is the second biggest sport in the world. Um, so hugely popular. Cricket World Cup's on right now. <laughs> no German people know about cricket. They think it's polo or croquet. Um, so I'm always explaining it. But I was on a cricket tour with a bunch of guys, uh, school kids from, from New Zealand. We were 16 at the time. Um, selected to go and play in Sri Lanka. Um, and so we were traveling there with you know um, the coaches and some support staff. And this involved going and like, playing invitational sides and things. And there's a... Mate, do you know Dilmar Tea. It's a big and it's huge in New Zealand. It's a tea company. I don't, you but don't. I'm not a okay. tea person. Yeah, okay. So well, that could be why. Loser. <laughs> Maybe it is, but anyway, they they make basically like all the tea in New Zealand, and um, we were gonna the well, the owner of that gave us a tour of the factory and put on this massive banquet dinner for us and put on a big cricket game, and so we were we kind of owed him one kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. So we played cricket the whole day, which is like eight hours. So we had lunch at, at maybe twelve o'clock, um, and then we didn't eat until dinner. Now the as the traditions are in Sri Lanka, you can't eat until your host is there. And uh, unfortunately, this guy's kind of like the king of Sri Lanka. And, uh, you know, it gets you know, 7 o'clock, he's not there. And we haven't eaten for 7 hours. And then at 8 o'clock, he's not there. 9 hours, he's not there. 10 o'clock. It's like 11 o'clock at night, he's not there. And um, the boys are getting absolutely, you know, so hungry. And the problem was all the food was sitting there on a the buffet. <laughs> but the coach is like, no, no, you can't eat it. You know, and there was other people there and this kind of thing. And then he finally comes in. And he's, you know, he's just, it's almost like the doors open, the king comes in and uh, he goes ah oh, there's the cricketers fantastic I want to see a traditional New Zealand hucker okay you guys know what a hucker is no what's a hucker it's essentially like a I don't know would we say a war dance like yeah. it's an yeah. intimidation thing that sometimes is done before sports yep. now and okay so it's tr- it's tr- a traditional Maori war dance the native people of New Zealand it's uh, very meaningful uh, the All Blacks the uh, national rugby team do it beforehand and probably made it the most famous mm. overseas it's a very intense thing it's very masculine um and it's something that takes a lot of practice right um we didn't know a hucker 
we didn't we hadn't practiced one and the coaches come up to us and they go boys you know come on this this guy's put on this huge banquet for us he, he he's like the king here he wants to see a haka so we got to give him a haka so you guys got two minutes get your butts outside just plan something and come back in here and and make it happen so <laughs> And we're thinking, oh my gosh, you know, we're, we're starving for one. So we thought, well, I guess we'll just do it anyway. And I remember we jumped outside and, you know, what, it was about 11 guys, all, um, you know, skinny guys, um, not looking like we should or have any right to perform a haka, <laughs> not look like we'd be intimidating at all. And we, we came to the decision that whatever we do, we will do it incredibly convincingly. Um, and then we knew the All Blacks did a haka. The problem was, is no single boy knew all of it. <laughs> And so, you know, one guy was like, oh, I, I know, I think I know the third part. So follow me on that part and then follow this guy and follow that guy. And then the problem was, is that kind of each day we would have a different person being captain of the cricket team and I was going to be captain the next day. And so they said, all right, Andrew, you got to do the start part, which is like, you know, you kind of do this, you buy yourself and you do a bit of a intimidation thing at the start and poke your tongue out and do all this kind of stuff. So that was it. We decided to absolutely commit to it. So we walked in there. There is a video recording of this somewhere. I was going to ask. No, I, I have not this. seen it. It's on someone's like camcorder somewhere hopefully oh. deleted <laughs> and we came in and we just blew the house down went crazy um you know maybe it was the hunger really you know spurred us on with the emotion um and then we did it and then the the, the guy stood up and he just started clapping you know the slow clap <laughs> and, he, and he, he just goes just one <laughs> and his, his words were like um and you know this was basically a made-up hucker you know or based loosely upon the all blacks hucker he said oh very authentic great you know wow <laughs> Wow. wow, thank you so much. And then at last we could have our food, so <laughs> that's the story. Oh, that's pretty good. Fake it till you make it. Fake it till you make it. Go hard or go home, right? Yeah, <laughs> new motto. I, I love the idea of someone looking at what I presume is probably a group of white young men. Absolutely. And going, you, I want to see a traditional Maori performance from you guys. And we're going, mate, this is, this is something we have not planned for. <laughs> I mean, rugby, cricket, you know, everybody, it's like the Pledge of Allegiance. It's what you learn as a child. For sure. It's how you what, start what, your school day. Yeah, I mean, what people don't know is there's like, you know, there's so many different hakas. So every tribe has their own their own haka. And um, yeah, it was, but actually afterwards, we felt so pumped up, so good. We thought, man, we should do this before we play cricket. But uh, yeah. Well, that's one way to scare your opponents. That's true. Maybe on the plane, you know, when you sit next to the person. <laughs> If you want to claim that armrest, just do a haka beforehand. You do probably the think eyes you're having a seizure. The tongue. Absolutely. Yeah. You know what? If it works, it works. Yes. Or, you know, you figure out who the doctor on the plane is. <laughs> really quick. Yeah, when they come well, with, the rest- with the restraints, you know what's going on. Or you might figure out who the air marshal is, too. <laughs> have you guys ever seen an air marshal on a plane? No, I don't think I have. I don't think I have either. We just don't have rowdy flights, I guess. Nah, I've never seen any, but I've always wanted to. And it's made me think, do they actually exist? You have to wonder, is it like security theater where it's performative? Yeah. And hmm, hmm. I guess that's probably the best thing is that they don't have to have one on each flight if we just don't really know. Yeah. And they blend in well. But the, the best one is when you get, um, you know, when they're moving a pilot from one city to another. And so the pilot comes in who's not actually flying this plane mm-hmm. as, and he's dressed up in all his gear. And then he sits next to you and everyone says the same line. They're like, oh, I think you're in the wrong seat, mate. <laughs> like, ha, 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 ha. And he must get so... I said it and the guy's like, oh, yeah, ha, ha. 
He has it every time. Well, it, one thing I noticed on the last flight I was on was that the, we wouldn't be in any turbulence whatsoever. We'd be at cruising altitude and suddenly the fastened seatbelt light would come on and everyone would go back to their seats, whoever was like in line for the bathroom or whatever. And then the pilot would come out and use the bathroom. Oh. He realized, oh, they're putting the fastened seatbelt light on. So there's no line for them. That's ah. brilliant. Wow. It's like when cops turn on yes. their lights to go through an intersection and yes. then switch them back off. Like, wait. Wait a second. Gotta get that those is donuts. cheating. <laughs> I mean, I would do that. I'd be like, look, I have to pee. Priorities. <laughs> <laughs> I'm important. I'm flying this thing. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. You don't want any accidents up front. <laughs> That'll be fun for the next pilot. Oh. Hey, you know what? Sometimes we have to deal with the gross seats. They should have to deal with it too. Probably not as often, or at least I'm going to choose to believe. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not up there. I just want to know how they practice that pilot voice, you know. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is your captain speaking. <laughs> it's not enough boredom. <laughs> yeah, but it, it goes like that, and you don't realize how good their voice is until mm. you get a pilot with a bad voice. <laughs> and then you're going, shit, what's going on here? <laughs> well, apparently they're all doing the same voice. It was based on some guy in the 60s. Really? That he came on and kind of did it as a joke and his co-pilot thought it was funny so he started doing oh. it and it just rippled out and now they all do it that's crazy with like the weird croaking and the constant uh <laughs> i've been practicing can you tell you would make a very good pilot except for the part where you know no pilot's license so i think do you have any other tips you want to share with us um just love it just do it come on like <laughs> put a positive spin on it it's awesome i love airports they are good people watching it's awesome it's awesome make sure <laughs> you do stuff that you want to do take your podcasts and have so many options on your phone that you've just got the possibilities available to you and then because usually what i'll do is i'll have those options available and then i won't use any of them but there's there's much better to go that way instead of the other way sitting on the plane and going oh man i wish i had this i wish i could do that yeah especially when you get stuck on one of the flights where they're like here's two movies to choose from you'll be sitting here for 10 hours though yeah that's true but i mean i don't watch many movies in in my regular everyday life Mm -hmm. and so i actually use it as like you know maybe the movies on the plane is six months old and i'm like Mm -hmm. oh cool it's just come out (laughs) i haven't seen it i use that as time to catch up on all of the avenger movies that i wouldn't pay to see yes but i'll watch if you put it in front of me yep that's a good way to fall asleep it does work it's one of the few things that does yeah the only time i kind of like dozed in a theater was during a thor movie but i didn't want to (laughs) go and i got kidnapped so okay hang on wait you gotta stop right there thor directed by a new zealander so uh yeah that that kind of had taka waititi the what we do in the shadows guy okay well he did a lot better with that movie it was fantastic (laughs) maybe i think you were tired i think you had a big week beforehand and you were probably quite tired so you just maybe you were coming down with something yeah i'm hit and miss on my marvel movies and thor's not one of them i'm sorry This is not one of them. Now, fair cool, but actually in a plane, one thing you got to do is you got to stand up and you got to look at what movies other people are watching. <laughs> oh my gosh, gotta, yes. And you got to match the movie to the person. And you got to be like, bro, that movie? You shouldn't be watching that, old man. <laughs> <laughs> I watched someone in front of me was watching Frozen and he skipped over what snowmen do in summer to rewatch one of the other songs like multiple times. (laughs) And I'm like, this is a missed opportunity. I think he watched Let It Go a few times. But skipped over Snowman in Summer, and I'm like, we can't be friends. The most awkward one I had, I was, uh, I didn't know anything about this movie, but I saw, oh, Viggo Mortensen is in something. He's He makes interesting choices. So I turn it on, it's um, Captain Fantastic, and little did I know, he has a fairly prolonged nude scene in it, and I'm sitting there, and the woman next to me looks over <laughs> like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. 
<laughs> I think my last long flight, I watched I, Tanya and Red Sparrow. And I'm like, man, I hope there's no little kids nearby. Because I'm, <laughs> I'm invested in these movies now. It's like, eh, sucks But I'll, suck. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll put my head up and, and you watch what other people are watching. And that's actually how you, I get my recommendations. I yep. find it's, it's better to do that instead of cruising through the thing. Mm-hmm. Because then you're looking at, say, 30 people who have hand-selected their movies. And then you can pick whichever one floats your boat. <laughs> that's smart. Or just judge away. That's what I usually do. <laughs> yeah, well, you, gotta, you can do that first. So. My frozen friend. <laughs> Come on, re- re-watching uh, a song on Frozen as a grown man, that is... Yes, yeah. That indicates funny. high quality. But what snowmen do in summer is funny. I haven't seen Frozen since oh my it gosh. came out. <laughs> is that the one you you want to build a snowman thing? Is that the one? No, it's the snowman singing that he wants to experience summer, but he doesn't get the fact that he's going to melt. It's <laughs> okay. funny. It's Josh Cat. Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah, that is, that's kind of cool. But is that, like, I, I don't know, off topic, but is it Disney is just remaking the same stuff, but with new technology? Like the line, the new Lion King coming out, but mm-hmm. it's literally ex- like frame for frame exactly the same as the old one? Yep, and Aladdin is frame for frame the same. Like what? what is going on with that? Like that's... That's just something that kind of frustrating me. Well, it's because they're spending so much time trying to like update their animation to make more Toy Stories that they have to like (laughs) go with an easy plot and then like really make people cry when Mufasa dies. Spoiler alert. Have you seen it? No, I haven't. But I feel like it'd be more tragic if it's like a more realistic cat because it's already sad animated. That would be quite the plot twist though if in the remake they're like, Mufasa doesn't die this time. But then why does Simba run away? How does he become the king? Maybe he's really... His mean. mother dies. Oh. And then his father... Well, his father wouldn't hunt for the... That's Rover There's Vistle. plot holes in this. <laughs> you know what? When you've got James Earl Jones, you don't kill him off. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you kind of do. Although he does die in a lot of movies, so maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah. He didn't survive as Darth Vader. And... Don't remind me. My heart still hurts. Aww. I had accepted it's the okay. dark side into my life, and now... <laughs> My spiritual His leader voice is, is just gone. So th- soothing. How could you say that your spiritual leader? <laughs> oh no. I don't know. Does that does that cover anything? Does that cover anything? I'm, yes, it covers many. No, it does it not. Something. That's does for it sure. cover everything? Is there anything else you're dying to share? You think I'm dying to share? Um, no, not a lot. Just super passionate about traveling here in Europe, and yeah, that's that's cool. From the trip, from the tips so far, I think. Yeah, that's basically my key tips. You just got to get into it, guys. Keep that positive mindset. Sounds good. I dig it. I'd also like to point out that I was on Amazon and a lot of the, it, they're contoured eye masks. Oh, okay. Uh, then now I've got the lingo contoured. <laughs> contoured. But a lot of them look like bras. So like, uh, m- go well, get your mini, eyebrows. Mini bras or what? Travel hack. Use a bra instead. <laughs> I mean, you probably could Minimalism. if you're uh, on a midget budget. <laughs> What's the guy who's watching Frozen going to say? <laughs> He has one of his own. <laughs> no, he probably has one that's like, wake me if there's champagne or something. <laughs> Have you seen those before? People wearing masks who pin a note on it that says, wake me up for food. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's... Uh... <laughs> or they just have like snappy sayings on them, like printed on them. Yeah, that's cool. But actually, that is a fair point. If you go to sleep, you have to time it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, massive tip. Amazing. When you have finished your food, like finish your food and then go to the bathroom. Like when everyone else still has their... Oh. their so I will actually... I'll say to the person next to me, oh, can you hold my tray for a little bit <laughs> and then i put it back on my thing i left go to the bathroom so that you get your first in and then you come out and then the flood goes on and if you get a special meal <laughs> 
your food comes to oh, you first, massive, so you have yeah. even more time. That is true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All the vegetarians, all the vegans, they're all eating first. Yeah. Oh, the lactose intolerant baby is trying to save you. <laughs> <laughs> That's smart. That is very smart. I think we have things to try on our next flight, Sarah. My next flight isn't that hint, long. Hint. Yours is. You get to try out all the tips. I want to see video of you doing push-ups. <laughs> I don't know about push-ups because everybody might laugh, but I'm definitely thinking about the contoured eye mask. I know. Better than just push-ups. I want to see you doing jumping jacks because yes. that creates so much commotion that people will notice. Just do burpees. <laughs> <laughs> the eye mask will change your life, though. Just saying. I'm hoping so. I'm going to be thoroughly disappointed if it but doesn't. Do they have I'll on cry. Amazon? Do they have vents on the side as well? The vent, the ventilation's key as well because then you don't get super sweaty faces. I just got distracted that they all look like eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to dig into it more. Contoured eyebrow. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, contoured eyebrow. I like it. New marketing strategy. Let's go. Multifunction. <laughs> and what's the key to minimalism if not multifunction? That's true. Uh, you know, at a certain point, you're just kind of pushing it. <laughs> Fine. You're boring. Ooh, nope. <laughs> Eyebrows. Uh, yeah. Does that do it for this week? Officially? Uh, did Have we ran out of babblings? Did we want to do... Do you have a tip of the week for us? You yeah, did sh- just give us a lot of tips. But- I, d- I gave you a lot of tips. What I would say for like tip of the week would be more travel tip of the week, mm-hmm. which is since coming to Europe, with everything, everything being so close... I would like, I love to travel um, for shorter times Mm -hmm. and constantly be on the move. So I know there's a lot of people who kind of go, they go on a big holiday somewhere and they might stay like, you know, seven days in the same place. My travel tip would be, Get outside your comfort zone. Go on a trip for like even just four days and every day stay in somewhere different and make it like a journey. Um, and going through Italy and stuff, going through Greece, going through Spain, those places, it's it's an awesome way to see things. Um, and that's something I've really enjoyed doing since being here in, um, in Europe. So, yeah. Boy, would you like the itinerary I just put together today then? <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, we're not known to stay in one place for too terribly long. <laughs> no, but I mean, you got when you're traveling, you're exploring, you know, mm-hmm. For me, traveling is exploring and getting out there, adventuring, seeing new stuff every day. Good. I like that tip. Man, did we pick up a good first guest. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I guess that wraps up this week's episode. Thank you for joining us. No worries. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for being the guinea pig. The guinea pig. Oh, there you go. It's what I do best. <laughs> so that wraps up another episode of Seattle to Unknown. Thank you for joining us. If you enjoyed this, tell everybody about it, and then hopefully we can convince other people to come on too. <laughs> like, see, it wasn't terrible. We can have guests and be nice to them. It's possible. But not each other. Nope. That's cool. (laughs) (laughs) That's how this friendship works. All right. Don't forget, it's an adventure. Try out a few of these travel tips. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Bye. Hi, everybody. Thank you for listening to another episode of Seattle to Unknown. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave a rating on whatever platform you are listening to us on. If you're interested in following us, look us up on Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. We're on all three platforms as at to unknown that's s-e-a-t-o unknown or you can jump right onto our website www.c2unknown.com i'm on twitter and instagram as at s-a-r underscore s and melinda is on both as at hooligan monster if you have any travel stories or tips you want to share with us please reach out to us at our email which is c2unknown at gmail.com thank you and we hope to see you back here next week bye